to the eternally curious, unapologetically superstitious Midnight Society Rejects, Stormy Willow welcomes you. We are the eccentric coots, storytellers, explorers, dabblers, practitioners, and paranormal pupils who examine the what's-ifs, the what's-thats, and WTFs of this dimension and beyond. Welcome to the Stormy Willow Podcast. I'm your host, Adele, along with my sister, Sarah, and we talk all things paranormal. So, welcome, welcome. Hey, Adele. Hi. Happy Saturday. Happy Saturday. I know, right? Oh, I am so glad it is the weekend. We um, get to change time. I'm so excited to have some more sunlight, even though it is flipping freezing this weekend, and I'm not happy about it. And you've got nice weather in your way. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's only 56 here, but it's just something about the sun, and New Mexico makes it feel so much warmer. Oh, it really does. It's so yeah. nice. It's, um, it was, like, actually early this morning, I had a race, and it was, like, storming, heavy torrential rain, wind. And we ended up like doing one mile and then we took our shit down and left to have breakfast. <laughs> and then yeah. as soon as we left, like the sun came out, but it was like the temperature went from like high forties and dropped down to thirties. And then there was even like a little bit of stone floor, like flurries in the yard. I'm like, this is crazy. I hate it. <laughs> yeah, that I wouldn't have even tried to run in that. <laughs> I don't know why. You know, we're crazy like that. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, all well, all's well that ends in breakfast, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm just glad it's the weekend. Like, this week was just, like, never-ending. I swear they slipped, like, an extra day in there or something. Oh, I hate that. That's how usually, like, my short weeks go. Like, anytime I have a short week, it always feels, like, just crazy. But, yeah, I'm glad that the week's over, too. It's just, you know, just kind of been, it's been a crazy but fun week for us, so. Yeah, I think you've had kind of an action-packed week. Yes, I have, definitely. So, um, fill us in on Cirque du Soleil. You left off um, <laughs> you last week, so excited. We talked all things circus, and it ended up with Cirque du Soleil. <laughs> yeah, so we did go to Cirque du Soleil um, last week, and uh, we, we got free tickets, and it was like a box seating, so it was really cool. Um, really cool contortionist like I think it was called Oto and it's about bugs so yeah it was pretty whimsical so like I didn't really get it like a lot of the best way to sum that up just whimsical it it was very whimsical it was a whimsical experience (laughs) (laughs) but I mean cool to the box seats I've never had box seating anywhere so I bet you got real classy yeah it was nice <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, okay, I can just relax up here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, really, really impressive, like contortionists and, and, and things like that. But like the underlying story, there's like this egg, and like all the bugs want the egg. And I, I just didn't get it. <laughs> oh, it's kind of like abstract, like very abstract. Yeah, it was too, too artistic for me. <laughs> <laughs> Did Amanda like it? 
it rode the line of her whimsical tolerance as well. But and yeah, overall it. it was cool. Mom uh, would have been like, you guys totally missed the point. Mom would have loved it. I think yeah. that that's the perfect description. Mom would have yeah. loved it. <laughs> yeah. She's like, you guys didn't understand what the egg represents. Yeah, I was like, no. Mom, when you listen to this on Monday, just know that we think you're the smartest, most artsy, amazing person. So that was actually uh, a pride at some point. Because she so would have gotten what they were trying to say. And you'd be like, I'm so confused. (laughs) Yeah, I was just like, like, I get the message and it's beautiful. (laughs) Yeah, like I'm just maybe not smart enough for that stuff or into art enough, but like, really like at some point so it's like is this a plant or a bug like i don't what is what is the species supposed to be like, what is happening what, what is going on like is that grass what am I looking at? Grasshopper? Like, <laughs> i don't know what's oh, going on i was like <laughs> is it one and the same like you know, yeah. <laughs> like, I, don't know. I don't know give me the answer <laughs> Cause, yeah because amanda was like well, what was your favorite part i was like i think they were moths i like those and she was like i thought those were like flowers it's like yeah, I don't oh. know. It's like it was the, the 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 white things, and they were like spinning around on those ropes. That's pretty cool. I'm surprised you didn't say um, getting like beer delivered to my box seat. <laughs> yeah, I thought about it, but now I was like, if I'm already like this confused, I definitely don't need to add alcohol on top of it. Or maybe you did. I think maybe pot would have been a better way to go with that or some psychedelics <laughs> or something it's, oh god i would have probably streams yeah but yeah. wigged out that probably wouldn't have been a good idea that would have been a bad experience especially in public <laughs> yeah like well, yeah i went to a uh, cirque du soleil and had an out-of-body experience uh last week <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean at least you have had the box seating yeah i would probably just have to lay down <laughs> yeah i'm just gonna lay down right here <laughs> that's pretty great well we've had an action-packed week as well um and so I'm gonna go ahead and get started but I'm gonna jump right into it because my action-packed week leads to my story which I was already working on before this happened so you're gonna get it in a second Ooh. yeah right okay. so um submitted for the approval of Stormy Willow I call this Cosmic Clues the story of synchronicity that's my clues. That's you, dig, you dig? I like it. Yeah. So, um, so what is what is a synchronicity? It's just like a really hard word for me to say. So a synchronicity is the way I, from my research, the way I see a synchronicity is it is a cosmic clue. It is something that you, it's like the way the universe tells you you're on the right path. And I'm going to give you an example with my week. So, as you know, um, as I talk about this, I think every single episode, we lost our dog, Shelby, in December. And Stephen and I are kind of going back and forth, like, do we want another dog? We can't find the right dog. Just things just, things weren't lining up, you know, they just weren't working out. Um, so, Stephen found a beagle at the York County Humane Society. Shout out to them and the work that they do there. I, it, I think it would make me hate people more than I already do so they just really do a good job at meeting the dogs and the animals where they are and helping them get to a better life that people do some really really shitty things and it just I think I would have to put my hands on people so thank god for people that volunteer and work in that situation um but anyway I 
I digressed already and <laughs> started my story. So we were, so Stephen, like this beagle whose name was Mistletoe, that's not her name anymore, um, kept coming up in Stephen's feed. So he's like, I'm going to, you know, call, make an appointment. And I'm like, no, we're not ready. Like if you guys will recall our last episode or one of our last episodes, um, Herman went to a humane society and a dog tried to jump out the window to get away from him. So we were, I was kind of on the camp of like, we probably just shouldn't get another dog, you know, but it just kept coming up and coming up. So he made the appointment. I was having lunch with my friend and she pulled up her phone and she's like, look at this beagle. I really think this beagle reminds me of you. Guess who it was? Mistletoe. And then um, I belong to a workout group, a free workout group. that's like peer based. It's um, we all work out together. And each month we do, um, you know, we pick a, a nonprofit to help, you know, and guess who that nonprofit is? York County Humane Society. <laughs> So long story short, guess who we have in our family? Mistletoe. <laughs> so to me, that is a synchronicity. It's all these things that are lining up that mean something. Um, like what are the chances that of all the animals, especially beagles too, like that my friend was like, hey, have you seen this beagle? I, I think she's so adorable. And it's the same beagle. Yeah. The we're volunteering at the place where we got her. We just all the little things and like and even Herman did so amazing with her. Like it's nuts how well he's been with her. He's been such a good brother. So yay, Herman. Just of all the things. So to me, that's the universe lining up things, letting you know that you're on the right path. Now you might be thinking, well, couldn't that just be a coincidence? You know? So the way I see it, and we'll get into like the actual like intelligent stuff. This is just Sarah's summary but a coincidence would be like for example this week I had a dream about Subway so, <laughs> um, so I dreamt that Stephen and I were in Italy and we were at this um it was like we took a jet and we were at this like um movie theater but you got to pick what Batman you like like do you like modern Batman or do you like 1980s Batman I was like well 1980s Batman like 100% so it picked what Batman movie you got to see and then I was like well we have two hours to kill like let's go get something to eat and Steven's like I already got you a tuna sandwich from Subway and I'm like I'm Italy like I don't want a tuna sandwich from Subway and we get in this huge fight about Subway in our dream my dream it's a mess well, the next day I go to work out and it got rained out. And guess where we met? At Subway. So that's a coincidence because Subway doesn't really have a meaning in my life. Like Birdie, who formerly known as Mistletoe does. Do you know what I mean? Like that was just, to me, I see that as a coincidence. Like Subway hasn't changed my life. Like I'm not now like a franchise owner of Subway or, you know what I mean? <laughs> right. So I would call that dream. And then what happened the next day, like, I would say that was a coincidence, not a synchronicity. Whereas Birdie was a hundred percent cosmic clue synchronicity situation. It impacts it impacted my life, if you will. Yeah. And that's how I differentiate the two. I almost see it as I think some people also call them singularities. Yes. It might be different, but it's almost like every circumstance is forcing you down the single path. Like, there's no, like, yes. the alternatives you could take, it, it, like, doesn't enable that. It's like, no, this is what's going to happen, and we've set it up in multiple ways to make sure that it does. Exactly, exactly. And the thing with synchronicities is, I think, so crazy is, like, 
you would think it's just like this one little bitty thing that you can talk about and that's it. But like you said, like it branches off into so many things that it's overwhelming. So this is just like a really big picture of it. You know what I mean? It doesn't go, I'm not going to get into the nitty gritty because like you said, like with the singularities, all these little things that you can break down, like it can make your head hurt. But yeah. I'm looking at it as I think it really is a way that the universe is telling you, yes, you're on the right path. Like this was meant to be like you are on the right path. Um, now, a lot of science or like, you know, we talk about science a lot because we love science in this podcast. But um, a lot of the critics do say and I'm jumping all over my notes. So this is going to be really, we're just going to do this like a chat instead of following my notes. Um, a lot of critics say that you can't really. Um, you just they just have a hard time finding the science to back it like the concrete evidence to back it they That's say fair. that yeah. yeah they say that um the coincidences are meaningful um but they they say that it really is just more like maybe like your brain talking you into like yes this connects and so they just feel like there's just not the science there. Kind of like the chicken or the egg, though. It's like, did I manifest it because I thought about it, or am I thinking about it because it happened? Exactly. So, I mean, you know, it's hard to find, like, you know, I, we talk about this a lot, especially when we get into, um, when we talk about the paranormal, sometimes it's just that lack of, like, hard evidence, and people are like, well, it doesn't exist because I don't have this hard evidence. You know, it's a gray area, and I think science, sometimes, sometimes science black or white but there's such a huge area you know so we talk about that a lot yeah I think it gets into dismissing experiences um because I I get it you can be mistaken or it could be an attribution error but I just I don't know why I wouldn't believe some people who swear up and down that they truly experienced something like why would why would I dismiss that Exactly. Like, if it's a credible person and like I, I do believe some people have experienced strange things and no, they don't have evidence of it, but it clearly changed their lives or has left an effect on them. I agree. That's very well stated. Well, I mean, since we're telling stories and I guys, my notes are so not set up this way. So we're just we're gonna go into it. Like we're gonna go off script here. See how see how that goes. <laughs> um <laughs> it's a good thing that we're good at um at you know making stuff up as we go here but um like one example I've listened I've been listening to a lot of like YouTube stuff and like podcasts and just a lot of stuff on this topic and I thought this was such a cool story that um I don't know if you've ever seen the movie serendipity it's very similar to that like putting like stuff out in the universe so this couple talks about their experience and they live overseas and the um, the girl just kind of she just was not doing well romantically. She's like, I'm just kind of done with this. You know, I'm just gonna put this in the universe's hands and just live my life and whatever happens, happens. So she takes like a $5 bill and she writes her name on it. And she's like, I'm just gonna put this out there. And if the person I'm meant to be with is out there in the universe, then he will get this $5 bill. And she's like, that's, you know, that's never going to happen, you know? She's yeah. like, no way. And so she ends up meeting this guy and like, like they go on a date and everything goes great. And he goes to get a coffee. Guess what he gets? That $5 bill with her name on it. And he thought it was so cool. And so he showed it to her and like framed it for her. He's like, look, I got this like $5 bill that has your name on it. 
but she just didn't seem like it mattered. And he was kind of like, that's sort of weird. Like, I thought that was kind of a cosmic clue sort of thing. And she just yeah. dismissed it. But she was, she said later after they got married that it meant the world to her. Like, she was in complete and utter shock that it really happened, that he <laughs> actually got that $5 bill. That <laughs> she didn't seem excited because she was in complete shock. But she's like, I'm just going to put it out in the universe. I'm not going to think about it anymore. But in the back of her mind, she's like, what, what are the odds? That, that would really happen you know and so um and so it's kind of nuts and then you know you can even break things down kind of like you and dad having the same birthday um there's even you know there's examples of like for example um this person that i heard about he has um his mom his firstborn daughter and his wife all have the same birthday. And if you think that's just a coincidence, a uh, um, statistician did the odds. She said that is a one in a 48 million chance yeah, that that would happen. So if like you're just looking at the math, she's like, think about um, like you have a one in 3,000 chance of getting struck by lightning. She's like, so the fact that like you and dad share, just the two of you share the same birthday, that's like one in 3,000 chance times four. Jeez. Yeah. And so yeah, she's like, so if you, if you look at the numbers on it, she's like, it will blow your mind. She says, what are the odds of stuff like that happening? So even though you may share a birthday with somebody, it is odd. Like, you know, a parent or a grandparent, like that's an odd, that's a chance. That's, I think that's something. I think it says something. I don't. I don't know. That one I'm kind of on the fence with because it is odd, but it's like it doesn't really have much of a meaning unless I just don't. Right. Know what it is I yet. mean, it could just be that you know that you were meant to have this child, or you were meant for this, or you know I, something I mean, like that. It does make it easy to always remember Dad's birthday. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> well, and it's so weird. Was the hand floor that was here when we did our home visit with Birdie? She like made the comment out of the blue. She's like, "I think that this dog." definitely is a Leo. I'm like, oh my gosh, my favorite person is a Leo. My sister. <laughs> she definitely has Leo personalities. So, I mean, so you can take it. I mean, honestly, yeah. you can make anything into a coincidence or not. I mean, you can play it either way you want to. But I do feel like in my life, like there have been certain things that have happened that I'm like, whoa, like the universe was 100% involved in making it happen. Well, it also makes me think just the power of the mind. Like, I always go back to the matrix because the Oracle by telling Neo, he's not the one was exactly what he needed to hear to be the one. And when Morpheus says there's a difference in knowing the path and walking the path. Yes. Like oddly enough, the Oracle told him by him not being the one like that led him down a path to fight and save Morpheus. To that. But it made him become. It basically, he was like playing a mind game with him to make his mind get in that that mindset of I will be the one. Yeah. You know I mean? or, or, or lose the fear and like not worry about not being the one. Cause he's that's pretty true. much by being, being like, well, I have to say Morpheus cause he still has to find the one. And if it's not me, I'm not going to let Morpheus not find the one, but then right. it kind of makes him become. I agree. I need to rewatch the matrix now that I'm older. I feel like <sighs> it favorite like movie. it's the more, best. Worse. It was way ahead of its time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I appreciate that even when it did come out in 1999, they were like, we don't even know what year it is, really. So it makes it timeless. That's true. I like that. I agree. Yeah. I might do that. I might watch that tonight. I might open up my Snoop Dogg wine and watch The Matrix. 
Well, and if you are any, if you are wine um, connoisseurs out there, I have to just give a shout out to Snape. Um, because he listens to the show. He's our he does. Star. He's actually one of our, he's one of our, I, I didn't want to say that, you know, I didn't want to put him on the spot. Um, <laughs> we appreciate you listening, Snoop. Um, I enjoy you. your wine. For your support, <laughs> sure. Snoop. But really, like, 19 Crimes, Snoop wine, it is so fucking good. It is delicious. And I went to Target yesterday, and it's so funny. They had, like, a display of his wine, and right beside it is Martha. And hers is yeah. called, like, Shards, like, for Chardonnay. I haven't had hers yet. I'm sure it's delicious. But, I mean, seriously, out of all the wines, like, I've had, and I've really gotten into wines, I love Snape wine. <laughs> so <laughs> delicious. It is so good. But, anyway, I don't. Not sure how that happened, that, that whole thing happened, but anyway. So um, you might be wondering, like, where where did synchronicities come from? Like, where did that charm come from? You may not be thinking that. You might be like, I don't really care, but thank you for bringing it up. You might be about to just stop listening to the show. Yeah, you may. Yeah, exactly. But um, Adele, I know you're like a psychology buff. So have you ever heard of Carl Jung? It looks like Jung, J-U-N-G, but it's pronounced Jung. It's actually pronounced Jung. Well, that's not what um, my Google thing said. It said Jung. It's Carl Jung. What says? That's what my psychology professor said. Oh, well, hang on. One second, please. Is it really? Yeah, it's Jung. I I thought it was Jung. I think a lot of people say that, but most people are wrong. It's actually Jung. Just like Neanderthal. It's Neanderthal. It's not Neanderthal. No, it's not. It's Neanderthal. Yes, it is. Like Chipotle. And what is it you say? Say Chipotle. I don't say Chipotle. No. How do you say it? Chipotle. Chipotle. (laughs) No, but it really is. It's Carl Jung and it's a Neanderthal. So that's just. I'm going to say Carl Jung and a Neanderthal and Chipotle. Um, but Carl Jung or Carl Jung, Jung. however you would like to say it, um, he was a Swiss psychiatrist and a psychoanalyst, and he founded, he's kind of the father of analytical psychology, which I think is pretty amazing. Um, but I thought it was also so cool that he has, um, he has so many works that, um, that didn't become popular until he passed away, which I I always think that sucks so bad that you do all this work and you have no idea what it is or maybe you do I don't know I, I hope in the afterlife he knows I don't know but I mean that they even said that he still has a ton of work that hasn't even been published yet wow I think it's pretty awesome um and I hope that they release it or I don't know who would release it or how that works but um but he's the one that kind of founded this whole thing and he worked under um I think it was really cool because he actually worked under Freud and they were, they kind of split ways because they just kind of had different mindsets. And he said that, I mean, it really broke his heart. Like, cause they were really close and like yeah. friends and, but I mean, I think just with their research and things that kind of took them in separate paths. Freud, uh, he literally became just a dirty old man. Like later on yeah. in his career talking about how like the importance of like, adolescent girls masturbating regularly and weird shit like that and he He really towards the end hurt psychology as being a serious science i can see that and it's sad because um 
that people I think have always had. I think that nowadays we talk about psychology and like the mental health being like a part of your physical health. And I mean, it's so important. But I think it's always kind of been put on the back burner, kind of like this is crazy that you would even think that. Like, so when you have something like that, I can see where it gets a little like. My degree is actually not a bachelor's of science. It's of art. And it's always pissed me off because I had to take so many statistics classes. Yeah. And like, that's led me in my career with like research and stats. So like, how right. is this not a science? How is it? I wouldn't consider that an art. By yeah. any means. It's always pissed me off that I have a BA. <laughs> yeah, that would piss me off too because I think psychology is science. I don't think that it's yeah. an art. By any Agreed. Means. So I don't even know how one even, and what do I know? I mean, you know, I, I'm not even going to go there, but I, I am going to go there. <laughs> um, just like this whole, like, don't say gay bill. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, Ugh. so yeah. Mm. So anyway, whatever. <laughs> Speaking of psychology and, and all things, I'm just kind of like, how is that? Like, how are we dealing with something like that whenever like we're facing World War Three? But like, let's make sure let's waste less legislation time by not teaching adolescent like little children that it's okay if you're feeling these gay feelings and recognizing them. Let's not tell them that they're gay when you know. Let's not say yeah. it. <laughs> and not include gay rights as any type of civil rights movement. You know? Exactly. Like, yeah. And how do, how is psychology a bachelor of arts? I know we're getting way off topic, but I mean, that that's that's a classic thing that um, anyone who owns history owns the future. So that's exactly what they're trying to do. Ooh. If you can doctor history, then you are writing the future. So they're trying to make sure the future is not inclusive of, of gays, especially trans people. Um, so wow. I love the way you put that. I don't, those aren't my words. I, I, it was, I don't know, somebody on the news, but I completely agree. I agree to you. And it makes me sick to my stomach that um, here we are. And it's like, I thought, you know, we just celebrated women this past week, right? Like just how far we've come, but still have such a long way to go. And mom and I were talking about that today. And I hope she didn't mind sharing on the podcast, just like what her mom lived through, what she lived through, what we lived through. And it has gotten significantly better, but it's still not the same. Like we still have challenges and we have a long way to go. Yeah. And then when somebody can introduce a bill this stupid, it makes me literally want to vomit. It makes me want to puke. I was like, you know, that's, yeah. that's where we're at. Like, you know, <laughs> that, it's, that's yeah, like creationism and science class, like, I, I won't get on my soapbox, but yeah, it's absolutely legislation trying to rewrite the past so they can own the future. The sick thing. It really is. And um, that Stormy Willows take on it. We try not to get political, but you know what? When things are wrong, they're just wrong. When you're wrong, you're wrong. <laughs> exactly. I mean, when you're wrong, you're wrong. And we're not going to put up with it. So <laughs> that's our stance. Because, you know, we, we have a major voice here at Stormy Willow. I mean, with all of our listeners and everything, <laughs> we realize we're taking a risk by putting us out there. And we may lose a few listeners. And if we do, well... We probably lost you on the first episode anyway. That's right. I mean, it's pretty much just me and Adele talking at this point. <laughs> maybe maybe we will be like uh, Carl here. Maybe our work will be found. <laughs> yeah, nobody will realize the importance of everything we say until after we're gone. That's so true. No one's going to realize how amazing this podcast is until we're gone. Yeah. 
<laughs> but it's going to change the world. I feel it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but anyway, so Carl Jung, or Jung, he, as you would say, <laughs> um, he he's the founder. He's the father of this, and he's um, his work is amazing. He has like there's a lot of books and things that you can read. I'm not going to talk to you about all of it, but just I mean that's that's where I came from. And so you may um, want to know, like, hey, um, how do I know if I'm if I'm living, you know, if I'm dealing with if I have a synchronicity on my hands? Like, how do I recognize it? And it's really simple, honestly. How it's crazy how simple it is. And it's just like one, you just kind of want to pay attention to what's going on in your life. Like, I think sometimes we're so busy doing stupid shit that we really don't pay attention, like at all. And so that's the biggest thing is I think. Um, really connecting with the universe, with the earth, with the world. I feel like we're always on our phones or we're always, our minds are always like just going a million miles a minute. But sometimes we just don't stop and just look at a tree or just take in a beautiful day or just take in like simple things, you know? So that's your first step is to kind of quiet your mind and just kind of be aware of where you are and what's going on. But then any kind of repetition you see, take note of it. Like seriously, like maybe make a mental note, maybe actually write a note. Any kind of repetition you see is usually the universe's way of saying, hey, like I'm trying to show you something, like pay attention. Pay like attention. a black cat, deja vu. Yes, I'm going back to the matrix. <laughs> Look at you. Yes. I should have just covered the matrix. We should have just like, yeah, maybe no, I should that's cover a, the matrix. That's, your next, that's going to be your next topic. <laughs> it all goes back to the matrix. Actually, maybe I'll discuss simulation theory because that pretty much is the matrix. I mean, why not? Um, and I just feel like, you know, really, it's just, you know, any kind of repetition, you just really want to notice and you really just want to take note. And those are the three things. Pay attention, notice repetition and take note, because there is I mean, I think that if you there have been things that have been cosmic clues in my life, I haven't noticed until I, it all happened. And I stepped back and I was like, wait a second, da, 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 you know, and I could connect the dots. So I think it just really comes back like in this world that we're living in, like, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to be like, you know, screw technology, like, you know, because there's been wonderful things with technology, like, you know, it gives me the opportunity to do this podcast, it gives me the opportunity to see you, though you live like miles and miles and miles away from me, it gives me the opportunity to work from home, but sometimes we can get so wrapped up in constantly being on social media and just doing other things that we just don't take note of even like the things around us. Um, even things like dad gave me this book and it seems so corny, but it has really been awesome. Like just like um, Native American signs, like the animals, like the animals speak and stuff. Oh yeah. Dad was just talking about that yesterday with Nancy's surgery and how there's a hog that was just hanging out while she was in surgery. And then it left after she was out he was like, all right, that's a sign that everything's going fine. It's it's true. And it's like um the night before we got Birdie, um, there was an owl and it was a barred owl and I was like, I'm just gonna see like, you know, what it means. And it was like new beginnings. Oh and, okay. and I'm I've like that's mixed, a new beginning. I've heard owls also are messengers of death. They can I, be. Yeah. It depends. It, and I mean, it depends on what type of owl it is. Yeah. And it also depends on like you can think about like a death is sometimes a new beginning too, because like we lost shelves 
And now, and like we were even talking, Adele and I were, and you might have to explain this better than I can, but I can't believe how much this dog is like Shelby. It's like their souls have crossed in some weird way, but it's like she has her own personality too. But like, for example, like when they came to do the home visit, like the uh, handler was telling us, like normally like we'll like walk around the yard, like or walk around like the neighborhood and we'll walk around the yard and we kind of like slowly bring the dog in. This dog is out of the car, comes straight to the front door, pushes it open, and goes straight to the kitchen and the place where Shelby and Herman eat and get their snacks. It's like she knew. Yeah, she's way too already where to go. To be, it was. It's like it's, she's been there before. <laughs> it's weird. And so the handler told us, she's like, I have done this. She's like, I've probably had over a hundred home visits, and she's like, this is the first time this has ever happened. She's like, it's kind of blowing my mind. She's like, I've never had a dog. Just, I mean, she walked Did right. Like she knew exactly where she was. Did your pet psychic say anything about Shelby coming back? She didn't. And maybe it wasn't decided then because it was so recent. Maybe she hadn't picked her path. Yeah. And, and maybe like Shelby. Sure maybe she said anything or picked up on anything. No. And maybe Shelby was. I would like to do a reading again with her now with Birdie. And yeah. see. And like, maybe, even the way Herman. Maybe it's Shelby's sister. Yeah. <laughs> It's weird because it's like she's so much, she even looks like Shelby. She like looks it's just like Shelby. Like it's scary. Like her markings and everything. Yes, and it's like and like if you've ever met Herman, like he does not play well with others, and just the way how he's been so gentle. Like it was storming last night, and he went and slept beside her. Like that's not a Herman characteristic. Now yeah. with people, yes, like he loves people so much, but with other dogs, he's like. I'm going to put you yeah. in a headlock. I'm going to like throw you around. Like he's yeah. not very gentle. And he's like, he knows her. And it's, and the first time he saw her, like his like tail started wagging and he started like trying to get to her in such a sweet way. And it was just weird. It's very weird. Yeah. But, um, but back to, back to this. Um, I really like how uh, just to kind of, and this isn't a very long one guys, but um, Carl Young, <laughs> he the way he wraps up a synchronicity is very simple simple he calls it or he called it a meaningful coincidence and yeah. that's how you can and and that's the difference the coincidence is usually like like the subway it's not meaningful but something like birdie it's meaningful so if it means something to you then that then you know it's a synchronicity it's not just a clinky dink as we would say um but i i don't know i i I believe in them. I think that the universe is so vast and so amazing yeah. that there are definitely clues out there. I think you just have to pay attention. One, one thing I've always been curious about, and there again, this is probably not measurable ever, but I mean, multiverse theory is a thing, you know, where there are multiple universes existing on top of each other and you know, other dimensions, some are five-dimensional universes, two-dimensional, one-dimensional, we live in a three-dimensional universe. But what, I don't know, that's where like time and reality all kind of breaks down. So one thing I've always wondered is, is, is it yourself from another place sending yourself clues for what you need you to know, do? You know, that is interesting. Yeah, I, I've done not extensive research, but I have listened to a lot and read a lot about multiverses and I would love to podcast on it but it that's a it that's, blows my freaking mind like I understand enough to scratch at the surface but like when it really goes there like I have to stop because I'm like wait a second what <laughs> like, it's yeah. so 
maybe. It, it took me like a a good month to read um, Stephen Hawking's book on that. Um, which one was it? Because his first one was A Brief History of Time, which is, I think, an even harder read. But then his next one, crap, I can't think of it. I think he had a co-author to make it a little bit more easy to read. It's like, please dummy this down. But it was like a textbook. And I was with him. I was like, okay. I had to like reread chapters and really try to understand what he's trying to explain. And then I stuck with it like a good like halfway through the book. And then it just like completely lost me. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, I read um, a book. It touches on, it's a fiction book, but like it, it touches on that um, and it's called um, the midnight library. And it's kind of like this, I mean, I'm not, I don't hope I'm not ruining it, but like the synopsis of it pretty much is like this girl is living her life. She's not happy. So she dies, but she ends up in this library and like each book is a different life that she gets to pick and see how things would have turned out. And I won't give you the end, but it kind of crosses on like different, dimensions and multiverses and it kind of makes that into like a really nice story you know um it's so good it's called midnight library it's a wonderful read and it's just it's really fascinating and also too i'll just uh finish up one to you um that i really really loved and it was um the life of um addy larue and it was really good. I don't think it was the life of Addie larue hang on i think the oh. stephen hawking book i'm talking about is called the grand design and they get some oh, I, I think have I tried to read that book? I feel like I have tried to read that book. Yeah, so it's mind blowing. The Invisible Life of Addie Lurie. I'm sorry, it kind of deals with time and and just like it's it deals with that in a in a in a book, and I think it's fascinating. It blows my mind, but it's it is so hard to wrap your human mind around. It really, really is. But it's, yeah. I would love to understand more. And I just feel like sometimes maybe like the more, like I'll re-listen and re-listen and re-listen. I'm like, maybe one day it's just going to click. Yeah. Like, um, I mean, cool. I, I think with us, like we also had some oddities with our dog Pearl because yeah, she was attacked by a dog and almost died. But like we didn't realize until the day we adopted her, but our dog Bernice, who we had since college, we had to let her go. She was just too old and like in really bad shape. So I think it was like January 6th that we had to let her go. And um, I don't know. There were just like weird things around the house. Like I was picking up the like, orb. like what I thought was an orb. I was getting weird readings on my EMF detector. And I was like, I'm, you know, maybe it's Bernice. And then dad was like, I feel like you're going to get another dog really soon. And I was like, I don't think we're ready. And then by the end of January, Amanda was like, I found this little dog at the shelter. I want to go visit her. And she was all like bruised up and had scars. And what was really weird is she was wearing a shirt that Bernice had. Like we were like, that's weird. I mean, but you know, dog clothes were like, that could be a coincidence. But then whenever we were looking at her medical history, she was brought in the day after Bernice passed. So we were like, this is just like all too weird. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's just like um, Shelby passed on December 5th and this dog's birthday is December 6th, but not this past year. It's like, you know, eight years ago, but still, it's just like the, again, like those dates, you know what I mean? It's yeah. Just, it was just I don't like, know. 
It was, it was just way too odd. Yeah, I agree. And like, there aren't yeah. little dogs up for adoption out here. It's all big dogs. So like, right. I don't even know how we found a little Puwaba. And like, she like literally went under a couch to die and was just under there for like days with her injuries. Like, it was just way too weird. Yeah, it was just meant to be. Yeah. For her, you guys to have her. Like, it's just kind of like with Birdie, you know? Like, this is yeah. the sweetest, most laid back beagle. I cannot believe. And like, she was adopted and somebody brought her back. And I'm like, how is that possible? This is the most chill dog. Like, she's wonderful, you know? And it was just, it was just, she was meant to be with us, you know? Just like Pearl was meant to be with you guys. And I believe that. I really do. And sometimes it really, like, when you're in the moment, it's hard to see that. Like, when we lost Shelby, I really had a hard time seen that there was a bigger picture you know all I could see was my hurt and I think that's normal like to feel that way but like whenever time kind of goes on and things kind of fall and the chips kind of fall where they may you can kind of see how it's a puzzle it really is it's just another piece of a puzzle and it's it's really amazing um but it hurts sometimes like when you're in the moment you're like you know whether it's a a lot like an actual loss or maybe it's a loss of a relationship or a job or whatever but it all comes together somehow. Yeah. Like even us buying our house, like, I mean, the market's crazy and we don't, we were only really actively looking for a few weeks. Um, and I don't know, just like the way it all worked out with like actually having finances to do it and our realtor, yeah. like very knew her cause she was the one that married us. Like and, that was a synchronicity in itself. Like how odd, you like, know? Yeah. And then it's funny because like I were, original offer was exactly what I ended up paying after that was declined and then after like the inspection we realized we needed a new roof so then she ended up taking our original offer like exactly as like it was just really weird that's how it's with our house too you know like it just things you can't see it sometimes when you're in it but things really I do believe that things work out the way they're supposed to and I feel like the universe gives you the little attaboys, like <laughs> the signs, you know, like, yeah, like, here's a treat for you. Good job. Next. Understood. <laughs> the universe is like training us, like we train our dogs, right? Giving us yeah. like, oh, girl. <laughs> Good boy. So, yeah, I, I do. I'm a believer in it. Some people may say it's free for you and there's, there's this and there's that. But, you know, at the end of the day and a world that we live in, if it makes you feel good and it gives you a sign and it makes you live in a higher frequency and vibration, I, I don't think that's ever wrong. You know? yeah. um, so even if you do, like you're listening to this, you're like, this is the dumbest shit I've ever heard. I have found in my life, it has helped me tremendously. And then when I'm taking notice of what's happening around me and I'm really focusing, it's like I vibrate at a higher frequency. And so I'm bringing more light and energy into my life and then putting it out there. But like when I'm not doing that, like I end up just getting in a funk and like I'm not liking myself, not liking other people. Things around me are messing up and I get in this negative trajectory and just everything is shit. So I think you've just got to really pay attention and just kind of yourself out. It always helps to try to look at the bigger picture or it's so easy to just bury your head in the sand. It is. I do it all the time. Like I would be lying to say that I always live in this meaningful, like paying attention in the moment kind of life. And I don't, and I can always tell when I don't things are a mess. I don't know if you've ever read anything by Eckhart Tolle, 
but he's another one like he's just an amazing mind but he um like the presence of now like it really is like you know when you think too much in the future or look you worry too much about the future or you dwell on the past you're missing the, like the magic of now like this moment staying here and it's yeah. so important to do that and i know that really doesn't have a lot to do with synchronicities but it does and the fact that you have to be vigilant, like you really have to pay attention to what's happening to you now. If you're too busy, like, oh, I wish I would have done this back then. Or, oh, my God, what's going to happen a week, a year from now? You miss the clues that the universe is sending you like right now. And so I think you have to really just stay in the moment. And that's hard to do. Like, it really is hard to do when there's just so much doom and gloom and uncertainty. And it makes it really hard, you know, like. You know, what if these gas prices don't come down? Like, what if we do go to war? Like, what if this? And sometimes you have to just tune all of that noise out and just focus on you, focus on the now, and just know that the universe has got got you covered no matter what happens. It's just a piece of the puzzle. Yeah. So that's, that's my story on the synchronicities. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're very hard to prove, obviously. but Sure, they, yeah. I mean, there just are some like, things that are just too unlikely to be coincidences. I agree. I mean, it's like I go back to my favorite, um, the favorite, my most favorite story that I covered was Dan Aykroyd. You know, just like, you know, trying to find evidence of the afterlife. I, I feel confident that it's there. And yet it's hard to find that black and white evidence, but there's too much out there to prove otherwise and, and yeah and you could debate it all day long and yes some things are debunked and it's like no that's not that it's this but there's still too much evidence of the afterlife and I totally get his frustration of how do we get the hardcore science to prove these right. things because it's just will we ever experience yeah but um, I believe that they're there but the thing is everything is a theory until it's until it can't be disproven it's not about proving it. So actually, like, um, gravity is still a theory. It's not a fact. Because, I mean, you can't disprove it. But, I mean, it definitely seems like it's a real thing, obviously. Yeah. But, like... You just remind like, me of uh, Dwight Street. Fact. <laughs> <laughs> That's why, like, a lot of the things that we accept as facts are still actually just theories. That's a good point. So, I mean, I, I believe... You can't disprove that a synchronicity isn't some sort of alignment from the universe. That's very true. I agree. And I just think it's just your mindset, really. I mean, I mean, yeah, you could sit here and be like, that's a coincidence all day long. Like, like, it's a coincidence that your friend had that picture of that eagle. It's a coincidence that your workout group is like, you know, doing this. But I don't. I, I, see, I see the bigger picture. I'm like, nope, it was a sign that everything was lining up the way it was supposed to be. And I, I truly believe that is true. And I think that's true for everybody. If you just, I mean, I just, I, I, I read an article and it just talked about like magic and it was like magic is all around you. If you would just stop and really look at it, like, you know, when you're a kid, like, you know, playing outside and just like, even like the magic of um, one of the synchronicities I read about was um, this kid and his brother, their mom went out on New Year's Eve to like a masquerade ball and like they were there. So one of the kids just like, I'm going to get drunk in my room or whatever. And the brother was, um, he wasn't paying attention and the brother fell off of the balcony and like basically was paralyzed. And it was horrible and he was passed out. So he didn't even know his brother 
that had happened. And so he just obviously felt all this guilt and stuff. It was just a, you know, kids being, you know, kids being kids, you know, doing stupid shit. And he said he sat down in the place exactly where his brother had fallen and a leaf fell from the sky. It was shaped like a heart. He's like, and I took that as a sign that he was going to be okay. And he was okay. But even something like that, you know, like you could just, somebody thought it's a damn leaf and blow it off. But he was in the moment focusing. And he's like, I chose that as a sign that even though this really sucked, we were yeah. going to get through it. And they did. So, I mean, you know, it's just kind of one of those things that I do think nature like I think just I feel like especially with 2020 and all the shit that has happened I have found myself really getting back into nature and just trying to just really I don't know it just seems real it's like the like I feel like media and stuff is so fake so it's just so nice to have something so real and timeless just or, well timeless for now around you um yes. so I have found a lot of peace in, during the pandemic um in nature I mean, well, that too with synchronicities, like some of a like, not to get too dark, but like some deaths really seem synchronized. Like no matter which way, you were not going to escape dying at that moment. Yeah, like, um, that is true. Like that was truly your time. And then you kind of get into this theory and I was going to go there with this too, but like, that's what I said. Like this is such a broad, I just kept it real broad because you could go a million yeah. ways with it. Okay, so then there's this whole theory of, and I, I'm torn, honestly. I don't have, I don't know. I see both sides of it. I know people, such as myself, you know, I run, take really good care of myself. I do all the things. I know people that have done that same thing and they have dropped dead, aneurysm, something crazy, out of their control. Whereas I know other people smoke a pack of cigarettes a day, drink like a fish, and they live these long, productive lives. So yeah. it kind of is like, is it, and I do believe that when it's your time, it truly is your time. But then it's kind of like, do you cause your own death or would it have mattered what you did? Would you have died anyway? Do you know what I mean? Like that's yeah, I think I'm talking more thing. specifically about, I can't think of a good example, but it's almost like, um, and I don't want to tell people's personal stories because I know people are pretty, can be pretty private about that. Sure. It's almost like you get in a massive car accident that's unsurvivable, but you survive it, but then you die, like, from an infection from surgery. <laughs> like, yes. Like, you yes. know, it's like, dude, like, that was, like, you were not supposed to survive that. I know I have someone <laughs> like that, uh, very similar situation, came through, like, I don't know them personally, but I know of, of somebody, of you know, where, and I won't share their story either, so it's very private, but it's the same thing. Like, beat the odds of this crazy disease. Like, yes, and then bam, get another disease and without. Yeah, it's just like, what is that? You're, clearly, your number was up. <laughs> yeah, so like, what what is that? And so, yeah, like, I do try to take care of myself and be healthy and make good choices, just so, because honestly, I, you know, I'll, if, God forbid, however long I'm here, I want to enjoy it and be able to do stuff and not be able to, just, you know, just, you know, not be able to to just like ride around in a car or not be able to get out and do stuff. But um, like our grandparents did. <laughs> it was the highlight of my day to be a ride. You know? So I do try to take care of my body. But I mean, ultimately, I mean, I've known people that have been like tip top shape, like amazing shape, done all the right things, gone to the doctor, did all the things that they were supposed to do. And then something crazy happens and it's just like, boom. And I just, I don't get that. Like, it makes me so furious. 
<sighs> yeah, because you're really like just not in control of anything. <laughs> exactly. I think that is the the ultimate thing. Is like though you can control like what you do to your body, put in your body, how you treat your body. At the end of the day, you can't control when your time is up. Yeah. Could that be that you're going to give yourself a heart attack or you're going to get in a car accident or a tree's going to fall on you, whatever. You can't control it. And that, I think that is true. I think it's that, the, and I think that's like my fascination, like while we do this podcast, um, this is Adele and I have like this really sick fascination with the afterlife and trying to prove what happens. Like that's why I do it. <laughs> and it's not really like talking to you. And so we yeah. always have conversations like no matter what ever since we were really young we always have had these conversations about the paranormal like what really happens and we're very I want to know you know like I really oh, yeah. want to know and I think the things that scare me the most about death is that like it's, it's exactly what you said you have zero control you know I, I can control so many things but that is something I cannot control and I can't control what happens to me in the afterlife or can I I don't know so yeah. <laughs> that's the <laughs> that's I mean that's why we do this that's why I think I never get sick of it um because it's really fascinating to me it just blows my mind yeah it's really I don't know yeah I mean it's a good topic it's definitely not an easy topic to cover no it's not and I just I guess if you get anything from this topics I know it's not like you know spooky well I don't know I think it's kind of spooky but um Yeah. But I know it's a little different from what we normally cover, but I think if you get anything from this, I would say just to look, be aware, be present. When you see yourself getting stressed out and you see yourself like, you know, feeling all these things, just stop, live in the moment and see what the universe is trying to tell you. And I started doing, like, sometimes when I get overwhelmed, I started doing grounding exercises where I will just go outside and put my bare feet on the ground and just kind of get grounded. So with all the all the chaos and the uncertainty going on, just look for those synchronicities. Look for those cosmic clues. I think magic is so alive and all around you if you just open your eyes and really, really look for it. So that's how I would sum up. I would sum this up. And, like, my week with the Getting Birdie, I think is 100% a synchronicity and I'm so thankful for it. Cool. Yeah. And that's, awesome. and that's my story. That's all we have to say about that. <laughs> that's all we have to say about that. Uh, exactly. <laughs> well, if you have any synchronicity stories you'd like to share, definitely get in Please. contact. Um, we're on Instagram. You can find us like always to contact us at stormywillow.com and yes. If you like the show, be sure to like and follow and spread the word. Yes, and uh, you want to do our tagline? Yeah, so uh, stay curious and stay safe. Yes. Bye, you guys. Bye.